0: can bring us potato.
1: It's pretty bad. Mom, you're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? I just think they're neat. All right. Hello and welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew in tonight and we have a, a special treat. It's another mom takeover on the Dad Podcast. We've gotten a lot of feedback that we need to have another mom on after having Haley Minot from uh, here at WHAS 11 in Louisville. So I'm really excited. This is going to be an awesome one. We have Valerie Wade, a uh, mother of Destin and Keaton Wade, recent Kentucky football commits, is um, joining us tonight. So, Valerie, thank you so much um, for coming on the Dad Podcast as a mom.
0: <laughs> thank you for having me. And we,
1: and we all know, I mean, we, you know, we kind of give ourselves pats on the back each week, Valerie, because uh, we like to reward our, our papa duties and our fatherly stuff. But we all know that it, it's moms that are the, the glue and make the world go round for sure.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, just, I guess, tell us a little bit. I know that um, I might have said, so your son's um, super talented four-star athletes just recently decided to come to Kentucky. Um, just a few weeks ago, I guess it's been now. So just maybe just tell us just a quick bit about, um, you know, your family uh, makeup in general.
0: Okay. Um, I have three sons, so I'm a total boy mom. Wow. Okay. I, I, I am divorced now, but when I was married, I also had a, a stepson too. He was, the older brother of everybody. So I'm pretty much surrounded by all levels of testosterone. (laughs) And my oldest son is 27. He is a Naval Academy graduate. He played football there and he went the Marine route. So he's um, still in the Marines going to stay in there for a few more years. And then I have the twins, 17 years old. They're going into, they'll be seniors next year.
1: Wow, so it seems like you have um, some athletic sons, and I'll say this, as somebody that's dealing with 13-year-old girl drama this week, I'm, I'm jealous of you, I'll say, but I'm sure having twin boys as um, somebody who was just 19 months separated from my brother, I'm sh- I know that that's brought some struggles to get them to 17, but um, it sounds like you have some athletic sons. Were you an athlete? I mean, yeah, they
0: got all their abilities from me, um you should know (laughs) their dad is a a really really good athlete um i i mean i i pretty much limited myself to dance and i was on dance team in college and that sort of thing so um i have long arms (laughs) i think maybe keaton got that for me
1: (laughs) that's a special trait for sure in in any sport um but i know (laughs) we usually start we talk about our, um, our tv dads with the guests i know i teed you up a little bit for moms um, you probably recognize the mother's voice in mine. It was Marge Simpson. I thought it would be much easier, Valerie, to find TV moms. I was like, I struggle sometimes now. My well is running a bit dry for the dads. But I did. I kind of struggled for moms this week. But I, I was kind of thinking in The Simpsons as not so much of a wholesome show. Um, if there ever was any portion of wholesome in there, it would probably be Marge Simpson. So I, I just shouted her out for that reason. But um, did you have a TV or movie mom that you kind of uh, like their style?
0: Well, I I asked the boys, I pretty much knew what they were going to say, but I I asked them and said, hey, you know, is there a TV or movie mom that I would remind you most of? And of course, they said, um, Leanne Tui from the blind side. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Which I pretty much figured they would. And uh, they also reminded me that they like to compare me to that little girl on uh, a little annoying girl on remember the titans too
1: oh wow okay they 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 went to two football movies no surprise and that was what i was hoping you would say i was hoping that you say you you um solicited their advice which lots of times the guests do so good it sounds pretty accurate then but both of those are um passionate football people and i know that was another thing i wanted to talk to you about is you are a self-admitted like sports fanatic so i can't imagine um you know just what has it been like i guess having um obviously two just extremely special talented athletes that you know multiple high division one programs were kind of chasing
0: oh my goodness it has been crazy uh to say the least uh, especially in the last couple of months and right around the time when they were getting ready to make their decision um that, that would just completely blew up it was just um, it was just incredible I mean I just couldn't even believe it but um yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not going to complain about it at all. It, of course, it brings its, its own stress, but it's good stress. So, you know, I would never, never complain about having the stress that comes along with it because we, we just feel very blessed that we're in this position.
1: I was thinking about, you know, preparing to talk to you a little bit today and just, just how excited I get when my daughter, like, Grabs a good rebound late in an AU game, like on a meaningless Wednesday night or something. So I just couldn't imagine being in your shoes. And like I said, I mean, you have so you know one son on each side of the ball. I know that um you know accounting for just thirty something touchdown state championship. So I just cannot imagine, especially you being such a big sports fan, just like the emotion from week to week, just um you know being able to celebrate those accomplishments.
0: Yeah, that last year when we were heading into the uh, champion, the finals, and the championship again. I mean, I I almost. You know, I would get out there and just in the stands grab onto my friends who were sitting beside me and think, "I'm not going to make this." You know, I need, I need, I need some oxygen or something. Uh, it was really <laughs> I don't, I don't know how the boys do it. They definitely don't get that from me because I would probably fall apart the first time we're down by three scores and there's four minutes left in the game, and I'd just say, oh, "It's just not going to happen." I guess we just go home. Uh, but they somehow. It just doesn't seem to bother them. They just kind of thrive off of it. Uh, so it's it makes for some very exciting games.
1: I wonder how much of that would you kind of contribute to the fact that they always have each other. You know, for the most part, out on the field. And maybe that would I would think that that would kind of uh, help calm some nerves and kind of know that you have uh, someone so close to you going through the same things at the same time.
0: I think that definitely does impact uh, their ability to kind of do it all without sweating it um of course you know Destin had to be on the field most of last year without Keaton but Keaton was on the sidelines Mm -hmm. uh but yeah they've always had each other so maybe that does have something to do
1: with it Kentucky's had a uh, so we've had the Harrison twins for basketball I know that now um you know we might have to change it up because typically in, in big blue nation land like this right now casual conversation. We said the twins, most people will go to the Harrison twins. I know that they were very special and, and well-liked here. So um, it's, it's just great, I guess, to have two. And, and a question I had for you, and I assume I know the answer, but was it from the very beginning um, always going to be a, like a package deal that they were going to go to school together? Was there any times when, you know, you thought there could be a path individually for them?
0: Yes, when we were first starting out on the recruiting journey, we always considered that they might want to go separate schools um, just because we wanted to keep their options open. But I think as it progressed, we realized, gosh, I, I don't know how these guys are going to live apart. They just are so close and um, complement each other and help each other out. And and really what they bring to the whole sports experience too is, I think, pretty exciting. You know, they, they have this chemistry and Uh, they have this leadership style that's seems to you know inspire other people who are on their team and so I it really just seemed right for them to carry that on to the next level
1: yeah I would imagine so and I think about the Harrison twins a lot um just going back to them and how the first time ever is when they went to the NBA is when you know they finally had to split up so great problem to have for sure but I just can't imagine um kind of going through your whole life and athletic career and then, you know, splitting up finally at, at that moment. But let's get into it a little bit, all the stuff about kind of why UK and kind of coming to Lexington. So thank you. We have uh, Valerie Wade on, mother of Keaton and Destin Wade, um, recent UK football commit. So um, I know it got a little, um, a little I guess, exciting there towards the end with um, Kentucky had a coaching de- departure. And um, rumors, I guess it didn't take off crazily, but, you know, it started to swirl a little bit that maybe that departure – uh, might impact um, you know your son's commitments, and you immediately took to Twitter, which i was I loved and um, kind of shot down those rumors, and uh, I think particularly said something like that you know committed to a program, not a person so um, I guess just kind of walk us through that crazy week from committing to u k and then um, that stuff happening there towards the end of it
0: well we of course we really like coach Clink and um, wish him the best you know wherever he goes, although I I'm a, I'm a Buckeye. I graduated from OSU, so if y'all know anything about that, y'all know how I feel about Michigan. <laughs> but, but with that being said, we liked Coach Klink. He was great. He was a great recruiter. Uh, he treated us very well, and uh, we're, we're really sorry to see him go. I mean, we had hoped that, you know, we were going to have a, a longer relationship with him. But with that being said, it is true that we didn't commit to Kentucky because of Coach Klink. He, he was the door that kind of opened to let us see what the entire program was about and you've got the position coaches and you've got the head coach and you've got the uh, academic support and you've got the you know the fans and um, all of it combined is what really made the decision that it, this was the place for the boys to be.
1: I know it's probably easy for a person that goes by Big Blue Drew to say this, but um, I think anybody that spent any time around the Kentucky football program um, covered it from a fan standpoint, media, anything opponent. Um, they have done, I think, an incredible job under Mark Stoops of building that family environment um, in particular, just as far as the point of the coaches caring and players coming back and just ultimately having their best interests at heart, very similar to how, kind of how basketball operates. And so how much of them, I know that they were the first offer, if I'm not mistaken, um, for your sons. And I know at least that was being played up a lot in, in the stories that were being written after their commitment that, you know, that meant a lot to you that it was the first offer.
0: It did. So it was really kind of fateful that that's where we started and that's where they ended up. Uh, they were just very consistent throughout the last couple of years in the recruiting process. They just never never let go, just started adding more and more to the recruiting experience. And then when the boys were able to sit down with the position coaches, Coach Cohen and Coach White, and they really broke the boys' film down and compared it to Kentucky. And then Coach Cohen was comparing Destin's film to uh, some of the Rams players. Mm-hmm. That really made a big impact on us. I think that was might have been the first time that any of the colleges really did that. Um, So to us, that that sent the message that, you know, you've spent you've taken the time to actually look at the boys and what they can bring to the table and thought about it, given it careful consideration, analyzed it and seemed to believe in it. So that made a big impact on us.
1: That's great to hear, because, you know, obviously, from a Kentucky football standpoint, too, they've just been building and building and building and kind of just taking step forward from, you know, kind of decades past of, um, you know, not being able to take some of these milestone steps. And I think so much of it was kind of built on um, offensive uh, innovation. So kind of hearing that, I know everyone's excited about Coach Cohen coming in and bringing kind of more of a a pro style offense and his NFL experience, because that's kind of been the only thing that that Kentucky's missing to not take that big step and win the East and, you know, go play in Georgia for an SEC championship, which I'm sure has came up uh, many times in the recruitment as kind of being the goal and ultimately, um, you know, your son's playing a role in that. But what about Len Bowden? Did, um, did that come up at all? Because I definitely – I see your son's stats. I've seen highlights. I know that um maybe Len Bowden had to be somebody that at least um you guys have heard of from Kentucky football.
0: Well, we heard a lot of uh, – in terms of uh, – well, in terms of Keaton, we heard a lot of Josh Allen and mm-hmm. then Jamin Davis from this year. Right. Uh, but especially Josh Allen. That's who they bring up a lot when they're talking about Keaton.
1: Awesome. Uh, one question we always ask too, Valerie, I will hit um, one of our regular dad podcast topics is dinner plans. So we usually do these it was perfect. It was textbook. We usually do about 830 on Thursday. So um, how did y'all get fed tonight? What was the dinner plans? How, was it crazy or was it an easy night?
0: <laughs> well, I actually had I, I did make dinner, uh, but it was not for us. It was for a friend who's just recently lost her father. And so um, I brought her dinner over for her family tonight, and the boys were going out. So I really didn't. I had it easy tonight. I just whipped together a protein shake for me.
1: I was I was gonna ask about that because I know you know they're 17. They're probably mobile. Kind of how that works because I'm approaching that age. And like I said, I've had we won't get into it too much because. But I've had a rough week with the teenager and everything. So she's up in a room. I will share this though because I. I mean, this is this is prime dad podcast material. But I took her door off the hinges this week, Valerie. So she has oh, wow. no door on. which actually, a, my father-in-law taught me that actually. And it's yeah. a pretty smooth trick. Um, everyone loses privacy, but I will say it's pretty effective.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I am all for the creative parenting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could tell you plenty of stories about that, that circle around, circulate around Spring Hill about me and what I've done. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm all for the creative parenting. You do what you have to do to make a
1: point. That's actually a note that I jotted down and it might put you on the spot a little bit, but I put, um, and I almost reached out to them and I was going to ask them, but did you have kind of when they were growing up, like any type of go-to punishment?
0: Um, well, of course, you know, once the phones came on board, I mean, that yeah. you you take the phone from them and they act like you've absolutely put, not, put them out on the the town square and just <laughs> flogged and, you know, humiliated them. I mean, it's just the worst thing you could ever do to take their phone. Um, so that's been pretty effective. But, you know, there there was a time when, honestly, I can't even remember why I did this, but I I, I think it was school work or, or, you know, something like that. But I, I made a visit to Destin's middle school class after I'd warned him that I was gonna do it. And I said, next time you do whatever it was, I said, I'm going to show up at your class and I'm going to go with you to each class. Uh-huh. And I guess he didn't believe me. And he should have, because I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Walked around with him. I think I even tried to hold his hand a couple of times.
1: Well, yeah. you are it, it,
0: pushing... worked. it worked. He didn't ever do it again.
1: You are pushing me towards a very dangerous edge here, Valerie, because I've <laughs> been debating all week. So our issues is like, the phones, again, you yeah. it's just, it's not even necessarily doing things too or inappropriate with the phone, just, oh, I don't have this account. I'm not using that at this time. Just, just kind of in general deception with the phone. So yeah. there's been a few times this week I've picked it up and I was just going to make a post and let everyone know, um, you know, that Lily was not going to be on the social media this week because she was in trouble. Nothing too embarrassing, but I haven't done that. I probably won't do that, but I'm definitely kind of sitting at my desk at work all day now, just, just spinning creativity to land a point for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to, you got to pick your battles, and your and your timing is important too. But I think the most important thing is if you say you're going to do it, you better do it. Otherwise, you lose all credibility.
1: Yeah, that's I know that's one thing we're following through now, we think that we've um, dropped the ball on that before. So, so mom finally uh, made dad toughen up, and we canceled a big basketball trip. So I'm sure you know, as a sports mom, that's really <laughs> at the end Ugh. of the day the only thing you have right. to pull away. <laughs> And then you have the, um, I'm sure you've had to maybe make decisions like that too. It's so hard, right? Because um, especially in football, but it's like, uh, it impacts the team so much. So you feel like you're letting the team down, um, you know, by their mistakes, but well, I don't know. I'm trying anything.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that is hard. And, and I've tried to keep any kind of discipline that I've had to um, put on the boys to be, something that doesn't, like you said, affect everybody else. It it is hard because they are, you know, so instrumental to the teams that they're on usually. and, um, And I don't want everybody else to suffer just because they've made some bad choices or something.
1: Right. Well, I, I, was, I know you have to say it modestly, but I won't. But, yeah, I'm sure, if, um, you know, if a Saturday morning little league game and, and Keaton and Destin don't show up, that's going to be a big deal. <laughs> and I'm sure the other team uh, is going to have a major advantage um, with those two not there, especially um, when they're on the same team. So uh, my wife actually wanted me to – I told her I had a mom coming on tonight. She was really excited. So she wanted me to ask you a little bit because we kind of jokingly do it. I have a two-year-old son as well, and he's going to be a bruiser. He's already running through walls. So I've already decided defensive end, but but she's like, oh, you know, the football's dangerous. I don't know about football. So how has it been, I guess, as a mom, you know, watching your sons, especially on both sides of the ball, getting hit, laying hits, um, and just, you know, that stress as a mother?
0: Yeah, I got really spoiled, I think, with my oldest son. he played um, He played linebacker and running back and was pretty successful at it in high school, and I don't think he ever broke anything – or had any real serious injury at all. Now he 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 was kind of proud of the fact that he thought he was responsible for other kids getting broken fingers <laughs> and things like that. But um, he really just did not have any major injuries or or any significant injuries. And then the twins have. I mean, it seems like we have a place we have a place here called the Bone and Joint. And you know, I I feel like I need to have a, like a special frequent flyer miles there or something like a discount card or something because we (laughs) seem to go there every few months for a sprained ankle. We're getting an x-ray here or, you know, Keaton had that collarbone incident a couple of years ago, last game of the season, he broke his collarbone and, you know, then he had his foot. And so it's, it's a lot of, a lot of stress. I've, I've tried to do the best I can in terms of nutrition and maybe, bolstering up their nutrition thinking are their bones not strong enough for what's going on here but yeah you know you kind of hold your breath but it's I know also at the same time you don't want to have them play scared so you just kind of put it in God's hands and do a lot of praying and hope that all the injuries are are going to be ones they can recover from.
1: Yeah, I'm getting out in front of it. I'm pulling up, like, soccer statistics that show, you know, more concussions and, and things like that. So there's always a way to get hurt, and I agree. You just got if you're going to play, you got to go 100 miles an hour because that's probably going to, you know, prevent you from, from getting hurt if anything. But um, one thing, too, is uh, – so Kentucky's obviously known about as a basketball school, even though as, as much steps as, as they've taken in football and continue to do so, especially, you know, lots of hype coming into this season. Um, I know. I think your sons play basketball as well, correct?
0: They do. Yes, they do. They've played basketball ever since they were about five, which is about the same age they started football.
1: So, still living living in Tennessee, and, and them just you know being basketball fans in general, I'm sure that there has to be a certain allure too, just of the fact that um, with John Calipari and all that, that the Kentucky's um cool on on both spectrums as far as um, football and basketball goes.
0: It's very neat. As a, as a matter of fact, when they first started high school, they really thought that they would try to pursue basketball at the next level. Mm. And, uh, you know, then after when they got into their sophomore year, they realized that they would probably have a better chance at playing at a higher, higher level um, for, with football. So of switched there. But yeah, for a while there, they, they thought maybe it was going to be basketball.
1: Yeah, I guess they can kind of do a little bit of everything. I think when I was looking, I saw some some pictures of them with basketball. And I know when COVID's not around, a lot of times I know um, they'll go both ways. They'll kind of use recruiting tools, you know, to if there's a basketball event going on, they'll kind of mix them in even as football recruits. And um, I guess that, that was another thing I wanted to ask them. Um, how much did COVID impact their recruitment? Because I felt so terrible for kids all over the spectrum from missing school to proms and all that. But Um, especially athletes, you know, if you didn't get to take, you know, get your full experience visits and things like that. That's
0: how it affected us the most. I mean, we were very fortunate to be able to have a season to play and I feel horrible for some of these uh, kids whose counties just completely shut them down. Um, But at the same time, you know, no, the twins didn't get that full experience where they go on their five official visits and they get to go visit different, Places. We really had to, and, and get the full experience. We really had to do what we could do just on our own.
1: So I know it's on, it's on the Big Blue Nation's mind, but so, you know, ultimately kind of, I guess I think the final four was like, Kentucky, Louisville, Virginia, and then Tennessee. So two of Kentucky's biggest rivals, probably their two biggest football rivals, I would say in Louisville and Tennessee. So that definitely um, kind of put some icing on the cake uh, from the fan base, I believe. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, uh, I, I did get on one of the message boards in the last, uh, the last month before recruiting. And I'm telling you, that was the most entertainment I've had in probably years. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. you're The fans are just wonderful. You know, I mean, just, just to see the back and forth and how much they hate their rivals. <laughs> and uh, It was really, really fun to see.
1: We are. We're the biggest and the loudest on there, and I'm sure you've already seen it, but they always, they're always want to draw attention to the worst of us, so you got to watch out for that, but as somebody that's, that's done this for quite a while and, um, you know, get to meet a lot of fans and stuff, they're mostly all terrific for sure, but we, we will have, um, if, you know, as you guys get here and see, there's definitely going to be waves with that, but it just, just actually uh, kind of jogged my memory, kind of a tough question to ask, I guess. Um, is the fact that they did ultimately choose to leave Tennessee and come to Kentucky, but will still be playing their senior year of football in the state of Tennessee. And I know um, there's just a, a slew of basketball examples I can list. The one that's coming to my mind is, is Tyler Hero um, playing in Wisconsin, and everyone was just, just so pissed that he was leaving. So have you all thought about that, talked about that? Just it, it might be, um, they might catch some heat this year um, while they're playing.
0: No, not really. I mean, they, they have, we have such a supportive community here that nice. um, I feel like they're really happy for the boys, even if they really wanted them to go to UT or someplace else.
1: Good. Um,
0: so they're, they're just excited. Last year was such an exciting year in football for the whole community because right. of the state championship win that, and of course, you know, they're hope we're in a new division this year and it's going to be a, a bloodbath every Friday. Uh, but of course, the goal is to get back there to the championship game, and I think everybody just had, it was such a breath of fresh air to be able to do something halfway normal last year that I think everybody's really kind of wanted to ride that wave again as long as we could.
1: I would say they definitely nailed um, your TV movie, Mom, because you just um, said the phrase, we're in a new division this year, and it's going to be a bloodbath every Friday, so that is (laughs) That is a yeah. football mom quote if I've ever heard one.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. We're at the, the the top of the the league now, and um, we're uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be difficult, but you know, competition makes you better.
1: Well, we're gonna stay in touch for sure. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, just awesome stuff, especially just hearing kind of about um, you know, the final stages of the recruitment and how the kind of the new coaching staff. Um, at least kind of help seal the deal there so you're awesome Valerie I know I'll I'll speak for everybody when I say we're just thrilled to have um, your your family come be you know be a part of the Big Blue Nation and and all that and we wish you all guys great luck your senior year defend that that state championship and um, we will definitely try to catch up in the future
0: well thank you so much we are really excited to get up to Kentucky and build something special
1: all right sounds great thanks everybody for listening make sure you check us out on Twitter at Kentucky Dad Pod And I'm a sea of blue for all your news and stuff. Thanks, and we'll talk next week.